You guys, I have my own supplement line. That's right. You heard correct. I now have my very own line of products called Bethany's Pantry. This line of products is under the New Zest brand, which I already created my digestive support protein powder with. The taste, texture, and overall combination of ingredients in my products are created specifically for those with sensitive tummies, designed to help improve digestion, nutrient absorption, and ultimately your health. I currently have the five items available Of course, my digestive support protein powder, which is in vanilla, cacao, and strawberry flavor. I also have a plant protein bake mix, and I have a digestive support L-glutamine, which I take L-glutamine every single day for gut support. So you can be sure you are getting a little sipper item if it's under the Bethany's Pantry label. These are just a few of the many items in Bethany's Pantry and more are in the works, so stay tuned. But for now, head on over to newsest-usa.com and at the top of the screen, they're gonna have a tab called Bethany's Pantry. Just hit that tab and you'll be able to check out all of the newness. Again, that's newsest.com dash usa.com and hit the Bethany's pantry tab to check out all the newness. If you suffer from headaches, you're not alone. One in every six people suffer and more than 8 million Americans visit their doctor for headache related issues each year, 75% of which are women. Of course, women go through more hormonal changes each month and their moods fluctuate, which can cause migraines to the point of many unable to even function, let alone work or be the mother or wife they typically are on a daily basis. We need help. But the side effects from NSAIDs like Advil or other over-the-counter anti-inflammatories sometimes aren't worth it. But did you know that CBD has been shown time and time again, study after study, to be one of the best natural anti-inflammatories available? and no prescription is required. Ned is a brand I've been personally consuming for over two years, and one of their newer products is their Brain Blend. It not only contains full-spectrum hemp, but also botanicals to help support brain function and clarity, such as MCT, ginkgo, bacopa, Siberian ginseng, lion's mane, and lemon essential oil. I took this blend when I had a major headache and within 30 minutes, it was gone. No joke. So if you need a natural relief from headaches or just want more clarity in your brain to think and focus, I highly recommend Ned's Brain Blend. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code DIGEST. Go to helloned.com slash digest or enter code DIGEST at checkout to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering my listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Hey guys, welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Cameron, and today we're going to talk about long COVID and not just long COVID, but 
diets that could help long COVID and also help prevent viruses and things like that in general. So I got COVID back in 2020, and this is the OG strain that was actually pretty bad. And I know now we're in 2023 and things have died down a little bit and it's not that intense, but the initial 2020 COVID was actually pretty bad. And um, at the time I was living with my parents right after selling my condo, and I was in an in-between stage of selling and buying the current home that I live in. And my parents were so gracious to put me up for a few months while I made that transition. But during that time, my parents got COVID and then I was the last one to contract it. We all had it really bad. I mean, it was so bad. My eyelids hurt down to my kneecaps and areas I didn't even know existed. My energy was like a negative one and getting up to go just to the restroom took so much effort. I didn't want to drink water because I didn't want to get up later to pee. That's how bad it was. But God is good. And obviously I recovered and so did my parents, thankfully. But it took about a month of me personally being in bed, like literally in bed, laying down for a month. Whereas I've seen others recover in a week's time. But I I know I'm not the only one who had a bad case of it. Countless others have as well. But the majority of those tend to be silent and sadly, still suffering. It took me a full year to feel, quote, normal again. And after I had COVID, I couldn't exercise. My energy was still very low for about six months. And I just didn't feel back to normal. My mom, she had a constant cough for literally, I'm not exaggerating here, a year, like just a cough constantly. The COVID that that she got, I mean, we all got the same strain, but it went into her respiratory, her respiratory system. And so that's why she had the cough. I personally never got a cough, thankfully, from COVID. So I never had any kind of respiratory issues, but she did. Her symptoms have diminished, thankfully now, but it took a good year for all of that to just diminish and go away. Most people who contract COVID recover within a few weeks, but for some people, symptoms can develop even later or persist for a long time after the initial infection. In fact, a recent study, there's evidence that long COVID suggests the condition affects at least 65 million people around the world, occurring after at least 10% of COVID infections and affecting all age groups. Common long COVID symptoms include fatigue, shortness of breath, and difficulties with memory and concentration, also known as brain fog, which I had for sure. Symptoms can worsen with physical or mental exertion. Now, recently, some people on social media have been talking about a variety of diets as ways to manage long COVID symptoms. But I'm certainly not one to just believe a random person on the internet just because. So what does the evidence actually say? I was curious and looked into this a bit further and here are some promising findings. You may or may not have heard of the anti-inflammatory diet. So the process by which the immune system protects us from harmful pathogens is called inflammation. But too much inflammation can be a bad thing. 
Scientists believe that many of the symptoms associated with long COVID arise from chronic inflammation. We know that some foods can promote inflammation, while studies have shown that components of certain foods may have anti-inflammatory effects. So an anti-inflammatory diet involves avoiding those foods that really promote and exacerbate the inflammation, such as fried foods, refined carbohydrates, sugar, red and processed meats, as well as lard. So instead, the anti-inflammatory diet, it focuses on foods that reduce inflammation, such as olive oil, green leafy vegetables, nuts, fatty fish, and berries. These types of foods are high in antioxidants and components which help protect against inflammation. If you're looking for a diet that closely follows this way of anti-inflammatory eating, consider the Mediterranean diet. Following a Mediterranean diet means eating lots of fruit, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, fish, and healthy oils and fats such as avocados. This diet is rich in vitamins, minerals, and dietary fiber. Researchers have actually suggested the Mediterranean diet may have benefits in reducing the severity of a COVID infection in the, in the short term, as well as addressing longer-term symptoms. And I can put all the studies I've mentioned in this podcast in today's show notes for reference. Now, have you ever heard of the low histamine diet? So histamine is a compound released by cells, often in response to an injury or an allergic reaction. If we have hay fever or are stung by a bee, we might take an antihistamine, right? So histamine can lead to inflammation and can be a problem when we can't break it down properly and levels get too high. Symptoms when this happens can include headaches, diarrhea, wheezing, and fatigue. Many of these symptoms are similar to those reported with long COVID. So some scientists have proposed that the increased inflammatory response seen with long COVID could be caused by the increased histamine released by dysfunctional immune cells. A low histamine diet involves restricting the intake of food and drinks considered high in histamine for several weeks before gradually reintroducing them to test your tolerance. These foods and, of course, drinks include alcohol, fermented foods, dairy products, shellfish, processed meats, and aged cheeses, as well as wheat germ and a wide range of even fruits and vegetables, including many citrus fruits. Foods that are low histamine include blueberries, apricots, cranberries, apples, mangoes, potatoes, sweet potatoes, asparagus, broccoli, squash, cucumbers, freshly cooked meat and poultry, butter, and limited eggs. There are various resources of a full list of low and high histamine foods to reference to. However, there appears to still be a lack of consensus on which foods are truly high in histamine. This can also be tricky uh, if you implement this diet because uh, the potential of causing nutritional deficiencies are very high because you're just eliminating so much, especially with so much conflicting evidence with high histamine versus low histamine. So although some people still have reported an improvement in their symptoms by following a low histamine diet, there's just too much of a lack of study in this area. Now let's talk about the plant-based diet. Okay, do I have your attention? 
I'm sure everyone is mostly aware of what a plant-based diet generally is. And although plant-based can be healthy, it can certainly be extremely unhealthy depending on what alternatives you consume. For example, if you are getting your protein from fake meat products and things created in a lab with chemicals, toxins, soy products, seed oils, etc., you are probably not on the right track and probably not the best, healthiest diet. But if you are getting your protein from sources like pea protein, quinoa, and other whole food sources, as well as proper supplementation of vitamins and minerals, then perhaps that could help with long COVID. Plant-based diets have been shown clinically to be beneficial and huge markers of an anti-inflammatory body, for lack of a better word, and may favorably alter the immune function. Again, favorably alter the immune function. So alter the immune function in a very good way. So more specifically, a well-balanced plant-based diet, as I just mentioned. Now, a well-balanced plant-based diet is typically high in fiber, antioxidants, good fats. It has a range of vitamins and minerals, which of course can positively affect several types of cells implicated in immune function. And get this, you guys, even have antiviral properties. For example, compounds called polyphenols found in fruits and vegetables may improve the functionality and activity of natural killer cells, an immune cell that patrols the body recognizing abnormal cells. You get that? So though some long COVID sufferers have touted the benefits of a plant-based diet, its usefulness to alleviate long COVID symptoms has not yet been examined in clinical trials. So there's all these claims, but the clinical trials, I just, I, I want to see more of them. I don't see enough of them. And this is just kind of like a lot of people just touting it. And hey, if, you, if, it, if you've done it and it's worked for you, that's awesome. So, you know, you got to try it and see what works. Now, nevertheless, evidence from studies done before the pandemic, so before 2020, um, this evidence suggests that a plant-based diet may benefit some conditions that can also affect people with long COVID, including fatigue, headache, anxiety, depression, and muscle pain. So those same symptoms are symptoms that people with long COVID are experiencing. So they're making that connection. So you probably already know this, but I am not a huge fan of an entirely plant-based diet as nutrient deficiencies are common if you don't approach it the right way. And some vitamins such as B12 can only be obtained from animal sources. Therefore, supplementation of these nutrients must be practiced religiously in order to feel your best on a plant-based diet. And again, plant-based doesn't mean healthy as there are several plant-based meat substitutes, dairy alternatives like cheeses, fake eggs, meat, and other items created in a lab and full of fillers, preservatives, and tons of other ingredients I personally don't want putting into my own body. So I personally would opt for the Mediterranean diet as that seems to be the most whole food approach. Again, I will put all of these different studies there 
not, I, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not affiliated, but these studies are just independent. I'll put them in today's show notes. If you're interested, if you uh, want to reference to them and a little look a little bit further, but I hope this was helpful to you. Some diets such as like a low histamine diet are probably just not the best. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you know, again, feel free to do your research. I just feel like there's not enough data to to back that. But a varied Mediterranean diet or well-managed plant-based diet, I'm not totally against a plant-based diet. If you do it right and it works for you and you feel good, then do it, right? Those, if it's well-managed, they can provide certain nutrients which have positive effects on the immune function and immune system and may protect against chronic inflammation. So that said, more research is still needed as to how these diets may affect long COVID. So if you are considering changing your diet to manage long COVID symptoms, it's always best to consult your health team first to ensure you can do so safely. Thanks for tuning in to this Monday's Bite of Knowledge and I'll see you guys this Wednesday for another awesome interview. Now remember, we do two podcasts a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays are the Bites of Knowledge, which are a little shorter. And then Wednesdays are about an hour long episode where I have someone come on and it's a it's every single interview is just it's like one week after another, it just gets better and better. And I, I can't even choose a favorite now because every week becomes my new favorite. So again, just a reminder, every Monday and Wednesday, we have new episodes. So remember to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a single one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.